0: Well, good morning. Hope you guys have had a good start to your morning. Yeah, I just thought uh, of the scripture when Jesus was going into the. Uh, Jerusalem and the the kids were shouting and praising God and the religious leaders they got mad at you know Jesus and they said don't you hear what's going on and and Jesus says if they didn't worship me the very stones would cry out and I, I'm glad there ain't no stones crying out today because I think we we really have had two great worship services this morning in song and and hopefully worship in the word in just a moment um so we're going to be looking at Romans 12. So if you want to go in uh, a lot of scripture, but Romans 12 too is our theme verse. Uh, we've been talking about transformed. Uh, so thank you guys for being here on land. For those who are watching online, I know we've got a few from South Carolina. Uh, hello. Uh, we're going to be looking at transformed. For the last couple of weeks, we've looked at spiritual health. The second week, we looked at physical health. Uh, and this week, we're going to be looking at mental health. Health, and I think that's a very timely uh, word, mental health, uh, today. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you got your Bibles, we're going to look at Romans 12. Um, Romans 12:2 says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I'm going to read one other translation because this is the key to mental health, and we're going to be talking about having a healthy mind. Uh, But renewing our mind is key. It's critical for us as believers in Christ. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. God wants us to be original. He doesn't want us to be a copy. He made you unique. So don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Nothing will take place, any kind of change, no change will take place in your life unless you get your mind right, okay? And in the world, we have went through a pandemic. In America, it's been been crazy uh, what's taking place. Uh, Statistics are showing people are struggling with being discouraged, being lonely, being hopeless. And so I believe this is a timely... Uh, message. You know, I, I even, uh, after the first service talked to someone that said, Hey, I struggled, uh, with some, some mental health and some discouragement and, and problems. So this is very timely and we can all relate to this and God wants us to have a healthy mind, uh, this morning. And so my, my question I'm going to pose to you is why do I need to have a healthy mind? Why is it so important? Um, Well, number one, get right started. It says, because my thoughts control my life. Why do you need to have a healthy mind? Because your very thoughts control your life. Now now think about it for a moment. Everything that you do, everything starts with a thought. That's just the way God made you. That's why your mind's so important. That's why Paul, after he had went through 11 chapters talking about God and and his mercy and his graciousness, he went in chapter twelve and he said, "Hey, if you're going to be changed, if you're going to cha- you got to change the way you think." And I, I said this morning, you know why the world so wants to get uh, to our young people in the the school system so early? Because they know if they change the way a kid thinks, then that's the way the kid's going to act. And so we need to be renewed by by our mind mind through the Word of God. So because it controls our thoughts, uh, Proverbs 4.23 says this, excuse me, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. A lot of us have had people Say things to us, and we've let it go down into our heart and our mind, and we've believed it. And you know what? Whether it's a right thought or a wrong thought, it's shaping you. The Bible says your thoughts will shape you. So you might have had a thought of, or somebody told you, hey, you're nobody. You're never going to amount to anything. You're not smart. You're ugly. That will shape you. You know, I thought about this, and I was talking to my wife, Lindsay, uh, the other day when I was thinking about this sermon. You know, I I know a lady that has had a hard life, and she's so bound in mental bondage to a, a, a very difficult childhood. She's still battling that because her mind has been shaped by these people that put these wicked, evil thoughts in her mind. Second thing, if uh, why it's important to have a healthy mind, is your mind, my mind is the battleground for sin. My mind is the battleground for sin. All temptation happens in your mind. Do you know that? Every temptation. Now now, now think about this. When God gives you a thought, that's called inspiration. He's trying to encourage you, trying to help you. But when the devil gives you a thought, it's temptation. Now we're going to look at the three enemies in a minute of, of where your struggles come from, but one of them's from the enemy, Satan. Um, but your, your mind is a battleground for sin. Uh, thoughts like being prideful or envious or lustful It all starts with one little thought. You know, when somebody tells me, well, man, I I didn't even see it coming. I just I stumbled, I fell, or I I ruined my marriage. It didn't happen in a a one-night moment. It happened here, and you began to take that thought that was a desire in your mind, and then you kept thinking it, and pretty soon you acted on it. So we want to get the mindset to have a healthy mind. As I said this morning in the first service, Good in equals good out. Garbage in equals garbage out. I want to make sure I'm putting good in and thinking good because if I do that, I'm going to have a healthy mind and I'm going to do the right things. So the mind is a battleground for sin. Paul says it this way, Romans 7 verse 23. Paul says, but I see another law in my body or my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members or my body. Paul's going, man, I got this this raging battle. I I know up here what's the right thing to do, but man, I battle with doing the wrong thing. Now, have you ever willingly, knowing you was doing wrong, but you went ahead and did it anyway, have, have you ever done that? Sure you have. We all have. And and you knew. I mean, logically, you knew. Hey, don't do this. We'll do the easy, be. It might be something like overeating. Now, a lot of times when I'm preaching my messages, I'll stay up late just to make sure I've got it in my mind again, so I'll stay up late after everybody goes to bed. And you know what thought came to my mind last night? Why don't you eat something? Hey, you're you're working, man. You you're preparing. You you need to keep your calories. You know what I did? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, pantry, ten feet away from my office. I, I keep thinking about it. I'm, I'm going. I don't need to eat. I, I'm not even hungry. I, and you can think it's crazy. Not a terrible snack last night, but well over eight, but uh, that's the bad thing, but I love saltine crackers. Went in, I mean, I, I'll just take the whole pack. I'm not, and I'll you know, i just take the whole square and put it in my mouth. I don't, I, the whole thing just gulp it down. The next thing I know, the whole pack's gone. But it started with a thought. And then that goes back to the physical side, but um, it's a battleground. We struggle. Even something as simple as that I knew I shouldn't be, be eating that late. There's this battle going on in your brain. Um, you know, Satan wants to control your mind. He can't, but he wants to. And you want to know why sometimes you're so mentally fatigued? It's because the, uh, the mind is a battleground for sin. So even sometimes you don't even know what's happening. And unconsciously it's happening. Satan's want to control you. Because if He gets your mind, He's got you. Whatever gets your attention, gets a hold of you. Okay, So there's this battleground going on. But why should we have a healthy mind? Another reason why we, we should have a healthy mind is the key to peace and happiness. Don't you want to have peace and happiness? You need to manage your mind. You need to have a healthy mind. What does the Bible say? The Bible says um, in Romans 8:6. To set the mind on the flesh is death, or hopelessness, discouragement—you you name it—all the negative things. It's death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So I've got this battle. I've got to choose. Now I was just being honest with you. You know, an easy, light thing that we don't come down on people. Me saying, I struggled last night, and I, I, listened, I didn't change the channel of my mind. I, I ate too much at 1 o'clock at night. Uh, thankfully, God let me sleep even after that. But, but again, it's this battleground. If, it's a choice you have to make. So I, I've got to be willing to manage my mind. An unhealthy mind leads to stress and chaos. And we all know what that's like when we're not managing our minds, not having a healthy mind. Well, I want to give you some practical application. Again, if you can do one thing, this is something I do. So I'm I'm telling you something that I practice. So I uh, I don't want to tell you something that I'm not doing myself. I try to every day when I'm reading my Bible. I try. This is my this is the only thing I do. I read uh, Second Corinthians chapter eight this morning. And I said, God, give me one practical application I can apply. I want to use something that I can take and put into my life and make me more spiritually mature this week. And so God gave me something this morning. Uh, These are three daily habits, three choices that you'll need to make to have a healthy mind. But it's going to be a choice. You have to decide to do it. Number one, I must feed my mind with truth. I must feed my mind with truth. If you, hey, good in, good out, you got to feed your mind with truth. Statistics show that the first five to 10 minutes of your day sets the tone, sets the mood. Now I was thinking, now some people, if they don't get their coffee in the first five minutes of their day, they've had a bad day. Everybody's got their routine. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I believe that why wouldn't you want to start your day with good news? The Bible calls the gospel good news. Why not start your day with hope? Why not start your day in the right mindset? That's uh, just something that I've practiced, and it's been a great uh, uh, start to my day. And uh, so I I would just encourage you to possibly consider uh, starting in the morning. There's a few scriptures I'm going to read uh that goes along with this but let me let me say this too just like we know i mean everybody knows this whether you practice it or not we know that if you eat right and exercise it's going to be better for your body it's also better for your mind if you have good nutrition okay and we we'll talk a little bit about this but again there's a lot of things that can be junk food for your mind that you just don't need it it's uh Not good for you. Um, But Scripture says this, John 8, 32, and I'd never thought about this Scripture this way. It says, Jesus says, you'll know the truth. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But if you're not in the book, if you're not feeding your mind, you don't know the truth. Um, He also says when he was being tempted by Satan, and I I love... uh, When Satan's tempting me, I love to throw Scripture back at him because I always think about Jesus in the wilderness. But Matthew 4, 4, Jesus says, Hey, devil, man should not live by bread alone. Now, Jesus hadn't eaten 40 days. And you better believe he was controlling his mind, his appetite, his physical body, because he was transformed his whole life. But he says, but by every word out of the mouth of God. He was saying, this is what I feed on. As a matter of fact, uh, God just brought this to my, my mind. Remember when he was at, uh, talking to the woman at the well and he didn't eat and the disciples came back with food and he goes, hey, I've already had food. And they're like, where did you get food from? He was feeding on the Word of God. And it satisfied him. He, he didn't even want any food at the moment. Um, but let's look at David. David's a great... Uh, guy that practiced, a man after God's own heart. In Psalm 119, 147, it says, I rise before dawn and cry for help and hope in your word. He got up before the the sun came up and he's praying to God and then he's going, I hope in your word. I'm going to look at the over 7,000 promises in the Bible and I'm going to have hope. I'm going to have good news. And David had a hard life. Matter of fact, his own dad didn't think he was worthy enough to even be brought before the king to see if he could be the next king. I bet he had a lot of issues that he had with his own father. And yet he goes, I'm going to start my day in the Word of God. What else did David say? In Psalm 119, verse 97, it says, How I love your law. It is my meditation all day. David goes, "Man, anytime I'm walking around doing what I do during the day, I think about your word." You know why? Cuz he started in the morning and then he didn't let it go in the afternoon. And then what else did he do? Psalm 16:7 it says, "Even in the darkest of night, your teachings fill my mind." Sounds like he's been saturated with the Word of God, morning, noon, and night. That's what God wants us to do. That's the way to have a healthy mind. So habit number one, you must feed your mind with daily truth. Uh, you know, I, I, I let me say this. I, I'll go ahead and say this because this was cool. Because I, I want you to, to hear from me Personally. This week, I had something happen to me that I I don't believe ever happened to me. I was was trying to prepare for this message, and I had a dream. And it was a crazy dream, but the thing that had never happened to me before. God put this scripture in my dream, and it was like an angel speaking directly to me. Look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Don't miss it. Look at it. Look, look. And it was like just all throughout the dream. It's crazy. I never had that happen before. And as soon as I woke up in the middle of the night, I thought, what is Philippians 2.11? Don't forget Philippians 2.11. I just For about five minutes, I just kept going, Philippians 2.11, Philippians 2.11. And I didn't want to wake anybody up, so I went back to bed. But as soon as I got up, I read Philippians 2.11, where Jesus says, every knee will bow, Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. You know, I needed that because I was struggling with our world and and some of the things taking place that I I had concerned about. And God goes, I'm in control. I'm going to be the king forever one day. Don't worry about down here. And thank you, God. That's what I needed for my day. You know, the Bible says that the word of God is a living book. So if if you spend time with God, He's going to give you exactly what you need. All of us in this room, because we could read the same Scripture, we could read the same chapter, and God's got a Word for you exactly for what you need in your circumstance. That's why we need to feed our mind on the Word of God. But the second thing, a daily habit that we have to choose to do. I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. This is the hard one, okay? Because the Bible shows us, and we're going to look at, there's three enemies. There's three enemies trying to hold your mind captive. And if you don't control these three enemies, you ain't got a chance. What's enemy number one? your flesh, your old nature. You know what? Your flesh doesn't want to do the things that the Spirit wants you to do. Your flesh doesn't want you to get up and read your Bible. Your flesh wants you to do something else. For for me, my flesh is always thinking about sports. Your flesh is battling you. Your old nature, uh, and like I had said earlier, you're a prisoner to your own thoughts. If you're thinking something like, I'm ugly, I'm worthless, I have no value, "There's God has no plan for me, God doesn't love me, you're becoming a prisoner to your own thoughts. And God wants to free you from those destructive thoughts. And I'm not going to lie to you, that may take years to do. I had a very close family say very destructive things to me years ago. And it's taken me years, years to let go of those thoughts. But God wants you to renew your mind, change the way you think. And so what... Is the scripture we're going to look at Romans eight five? It says, "Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh wants or desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mind set on what the Spirit desires." You've got to say, "No, flesh! I'm not doing it. I'm going to change the channel. I'm going to focus on what God wants." But it's a battle. The second enemy you're going to fight to free your mind from destructive thoughts, Satan himself, the devil. Be a uh, scripture I'll, I'll share with you. Be alert and sober minded. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The enemy wants Satan wants to control your thoughts. That's why he'll throw a little suggestion, not not a little, a big suggestion to try to ruin you hey, you deserve this. Hey, you, that person don't deserve to be forgiven. He's going to throw these destructive thoughts. And as Gary was telling me in between service, he said, man, I thought about Romans 6. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but what? About principalities, darkness. We, we wrestle even against Satan himself. Look, he's, he wants to destroy you. He wants to tear your mind up. And again, I know this is for a lot of people that I'm sharing with today. And those online, I know you can understand this too. A lot of you feel this. You feel the words. You feel the baggage. Don't you believe the father of lies? He's a liar. You're valued. You're worth so much to him. And Rick Warren says this, and I love this quote. He says, don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you think. Sometimes we we have a thought come to our mind. We go, well, it must be true. Yeah, God doesn't love me. My car broke down. God doesn't love me. I lost my job. And we, we start just allowing our minds to be destroyed. And God's going, I want you to be free from that again, I, I read that scripture, John 8. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Have you ever been trying to do the right thing, praying, maybe reading your Bible, and all of a sudden this wicked thought just comes through your mind? I, I know you have. I've had that happen hundreds of times. I'm like, where did that come from? Satan. He wants to destroy you. He wants to get you off of... What God created you for. What's the third enemy we struggle with? We struggle with the world's value system, the culture. Do you know what? The world is not going to do anything to lift you up to follow God. It's going to try to pull you down. So we was talking about mental food, mental health food that we need to have, good in, good out. Maybe we need to to take a moment and see what we're putting in our minds. What's the world system? What we watch on TV, the news. Sometimes even other people. Sometimes it can be even a friend that gets angry and hurts you. Tells you something that's not beneficial. Um, The Bible says it this way in 1 John 2.16. For everything in the world, the, the culture, the lust of the flesh, that's your passion. The lust of the eyes, that's your uh, wanting status and, and uh, money. And the pride of life, that's where you want success and power. comes not from the Father, but from the world. See, this is what we've got to free our mind from, the world value system. That's why this right here is like a cleansing. That's why you need it every moment. Because the world's... Co- does the world ever stop throwing stuff at you? No. I mean, we're bombarded over and over and over. But that's why we've got to let go of it. Uh, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5, it says, Though we live in the world, we do not wage war, uh, war as the world does, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. Our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. We pull down every obstacle that is raised against us to the knowledge of God, and we take it captive and make it obedient to Christ. If you're not feeding your mind with the Word word of God, then you're in trouble. It's so important that we take our thoughts captive. This is why you have to be in this book. Again, we we know the right things, but we have to do the right things. And Satan's laughing, man. He he knows how to make you fall. He knows what suggestion is going to put you down. He he knows. Again, I just feel led to do this again. He knows if you had a father that was verbally abusive of you. He knows, if I say you're worthless, He knows what that's going to do to you. And you've got to go, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to listen to the culture and what the world says. I have value. What is a spiritual stronghold? I'm going to tell you. A spiritual stronghold is any lie I choose to believe. It's any lie that I choose to believe. Again, it doesn't have to be right. But if I choose to believe it, stronghold. Someone struggling with alcoholism. I'm just going to be an alcoholic. There's no hope for me. I, I can't get out of this. Stronghold. I'm never going to have faith. Nothing ever is going to happen good to me. Stronghold. It's a lie from Satan. Don't believe the lies. Take your mind captive. It starts, I know I, it starts in the Word of God. Feed, 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 so that you can be free. I don't want you guys to be in mental bondage. And I already told you, I have struggled with that in my own life because of some past hurt. So I'm not telling you it's easy, but we must do that. To have good mental health. What's the last thing that we must do to have good mental health? You must focus your mind on right things. You gotta focus, you gotta change the channel. What I should have done last night when I wanted to eat, get back to the sermon, get back to the sermon. You don't need to eat. Change the channel. But I didn't. We need to think about Jesus. Keep your mind on Him. Uh, Hebrews 12.3 says, Jesus held on while people were doing evil things to Him. He kept doing what was right. Even though I'm living in a wicked world, we live in a wicked world, Jesus hung on and He thought about godly things. Uh, Philippians 4.8 says it, uh, think on things that are good, things that are noble, things that are right. Jesus. It sounds simple, but the next time today or tomorrow you're struggling, go, wait a minute. I want to think about Jesus. Second thing that you need to do, focus your mind on the right things. The second thing is think about other people. You know, it's amazing to me how many times the great commandment keeps coming back to practical application. Love God, love love others. I'm I'm giving it to you again. Focus on right things. Think about other people. You know one of the greatest things you can do when you're struggling you're having a, a bad day? Do something good for somebody else. Um... Philippians 2.4 says it this way. Be interested in others and what they are doing. Think about other people. I'll just tell you, it'll make you change your mindset. It does something good for you. It's counter to what you want to do, but it's the right thing. And lastly, I need to focus my mind on the right things. Think about eternity. Again, I, I told you what was happening with me this week. I got really caught up in the world and the culture this week, and it, it was not a good thing. And, and God gave me that incredible dream, Philippians 2.11. But Colossians three two says it this way. Set your affection on things above and not on things of this earth. Another translation says, let heaven fill your thoughts. Hey, wait a minute. I'm not going to think about the earth because I get discouraged. God, this is not my home. This is not the end. This is not the way the world will look. One day, I'm going to set my mind on eternal things. I'm going to set my mind on things that will last. Um, So if we will feed our mind truth, then we'll... Choose to free our mind from destructive thoughts. And lastly, we choose to focus on the right things. You're well on your way to having good mental health. Let's pray. I'm so glad, Jesus, that you were the model of mental health. And Lord, ultimately, I know some people struggle and need medical help uh, in this area. But Lord, a lot of times we just need you. So Lord, help us to do our part to having a healthy mind. I pray everybody that watched, everybody in this room, that you just, Holy Spirit, you put one thing in their heart that they're going to hold on to one thing, and they're going to apply it. And God, I pray that you give them a great week. Lord, I pray that they would be encouraged as we met together. We pray in the name above all names, the Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, guys.